broadcasting worldwide from a studio inside global headquarters of RP Enterprises in Kansas City. Hey, gang! Ladies and gentlemen, Papa's home! This is the Papa Ron Podcast. File transfer in progress. With Ronnie Phillips and Jillian Gray. Showtime. We are into episode 31 of the Papa Ron Podcast, and it's brought to you by Brown Piercy Cattle Company. For years, they have been breeding registered Angus cattle for generations with one thought in mind, quality beef for customers. Their goal is to deliver prime-graded beef directly to customers' homes more affordably than you can purchase them at the store. Better beef conveniently delivered at a lower price in the grocery store. Find them online at brownpiercycattle.com and thank them for being our official sponsor of the Papa Ron Podcast, where every guest on the Papa Ron Podcast will also get a gift pack of beef. And our guest today is going to get a, a special prize pack, gift pack of beef and pork and, and all kinds of great stuff from Brown Piercy Cattle Company. Welcome to episode 31 of the Papa Ron Podcast. You know him as Kansas City Superman. His name is Michael Wheeler. Welcome to the show. Uh, Happy to be here. <laughs> Thanks so, so much super, for being here. Super excited. Too. We've been mm. working on this for a while, Jill. I think, what, probably a couple months that we talked about maybe trying to get him on, and yeah. there's been some back and forth. Yep, mm-hmm. yep. It's taken a little bit because he was busy with the Super Bowl and stuff. Did you go? You know? Yeah, the number number 28 in a row. No, that's the 28th Super Bowl you've mm-hmm. been to? Never inside <laughs> yet, but I have super fun meeting people. they throwing the football and just... So when you go to the Super Bowl, and we're going to get into why you do what you do, but when yeah. you go to the Super Bowl, it is to dress up as Superman, right. run around, and spread the word of God, right? Right. I mean, but do you actually get to go into the game? Not yet. You haven't been inside oh yet. Uh-uh. So you're just trying to get there and, just to be in front right. of all those people. And I had to come out of retirement because I can't return to to be official uh mascot for the cheese uh, <laughs> <laughs> well you know maybe they did they did kind of retire the whole war paint thing that is true so right. maybe you know how war paint the horse used to run or right, maybe right, they could right. get you uh, see why not I didn't, okay that's, why not that's a good observation mm-hmm. yeah, yeah mm-hmm. for sure yeah there might be an opportunity for yeah, you might be an opportunity. So. so what do uh do people call you michael or do they call you Casey Superman, or do they call you Superman? I've also heard the yeah. term Superman Jesus. Yeah, so they, what what is the most top popular name? Most uh, Casey Superman. Okay, yeah, Casey mm-hmm. Superman. Yeah. Okay. So um, I'm going to say this before I lead into the first question, oh, yeah. and it's basically with an apology. Okay. Because the first time I saw you, I was hosting on stage in the Power and Light District, and I think it was for the Big 12 basketball okay. tournament. Uh-huh. And um, and it was, you know, at the time, I hadn't spent a lot of time in downtown Kansas City. Uh-huh. I'd been, you know, I'd spent time in Westport mm-hmm. um, at some, you know, like a, you know, restaurants or nightclubs, you know, because we as a radio station would have concerts at the yeah. Beaumont Club, uh-huh. but never really spent time in downtown Kansas City until the Power and Light District had been erected um and at that point you know we get invited in as a radio station to be on stage and do uh, hosting events and and with the big 12 basketball tournament i'm seeing this basically a, a whole different landscape of people mm-hmm. um and you included yeah a little different from what i had been you know around in the few years that i had lived in kansas city up to that moment and and so this guy comes running in 
And, I, and I'm literally meaning running. Like yeah. you're literally running and you don't stop running. You just kept running in circles. And, mm-hmm. With and, a cape on. Because if you, I mean, correct. surely I would, I would sure think people are going to see your picture and be like, oh, I've seen that guy. Yeah. Like I remember seeing you at Arrowhead for Taylor Swift. I oh, know yeah. you always do the Royals games and stuff like that. But, mm-hmm. but in case you're just listening and going, oh, I, you know, like if you just listened to the last podcast and it clicked over to this one and you're like, who are they talking about? Yeah. Like you you'll know him when you yes. see him. If you haven't clicked over to see the picture or you're not watching the video, <laughs> you've seen him. Surely. If you have lived in Kansas city for any length of time yeah. and have, unless you're a hermit and you never get out of the house, if you've ever gone to like Jill said, a gate, a Royals game, a chiefs game, yeah. a, a concert or something going on in the power and light district, then you have seen Casey Superman, Michael Wheeler. And yeah. so what I was about to, to end it with was an apology because when I saw you on stage, I said to myself, who the hell is this freak? Yeah. <laughs> I, I on it. Like I'm, I'm being completely I, I really raw and honest. And I apologize for that because I had no clue okay. what your purpose was. Mm-hmm. I just like who, who is an older gentleman dresses up as Superman <laughs> and just runs around in front of people. And sometimes you had a flag, like you would uh-huh. wave a flag and stuff too. And I was yeah. just like, what a freak show. <laughs> um, and, and now I, I feel awful for that. And so I apologize. Um, but is it fair to say that I may not be the only one who's no, ever thought that before? Cause I, I thought the same way. Cause first I just remember with a regular t-shirt and I prayed about it and I was hearing time for Kate. I said, Oh, Oh, don't think I'm super nuts. <laughs> and, and when I, my, my first day out running down Maine, a police pulled in the, in the parking lot. The police did? Uh-huh. Okay. I said, come here. I said, oh, man. Officer, was I speeding? Don't give me a ticket. No, man. <laughs> speeding we, running? We, we, we want to get a picture with you. Oh. And you had me, a cape. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the media started pulling me over, wanted to interview me, and it kept growing. And, uh-huh. and I kind of I ran into my vision. Yeah. My outreach. Yeah. Because I've been doing air here for years, right? Superman was new. It's been like 12 years doing Superman. Yeah. Yeah. With the cape. With the cape. Uh-huh. Yeah. So you beca- you've kind of become a character and everybody right. knows. Right. But if somebody hasn't stopped to talk to you, mm-hmm. they might not know yeah. why you're doing it. Right, right. I'll be running yeah. down the street feeling, what's wrong with that man? Is he on crack? Is he <laughs> <he's> on drugs? <laughs> <laughs> no drugs, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, no. Okay. Uh-huh. All right. Just making sure. Just so, high on Jesus. <laughs> yeah, high on Jesus. Let's, let's back up then to um, who, where, you're, where are you from? Well, and how, how old are you? You're like, uh, how old are I you? I was 72 in June. Okay. We moved here when I was four years old from Oklahoma. Okay. So I've been here 68 years. Wow. Kansas City's been home for 68 years. Mm-hmm. All right. And uh, so tell us about your family growing up. Yeah, I just grew up here in Kansas City and went to school at grade uh, uh, school, last group, grade school, Central Junior, Central High, and then got okay. transferred to Westport. And uh-huh. Westport. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Came out 1970, Westport. And uh-huh. did you run track in high school? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Ran track. Okay. And my goal was to make it to the Olympics. Oh. And I, and I went So to, you were really passionate. Yeah, yes. I went to the Olympic trials, the, the preliminary trials in, in 83 in L.A. It takes the top three, and they had over 1,000 top runners from oh, America. wow. I came in like 93. I didn't make it, but I had fun trying. You know, we finished at the Coliseum. Mm-hmm. After 26 miles, you go in and you, and that was like a dream come true, you know. <laughs> to do the Olympic trials? Mm-hmm. And you had to be top three and you came in what? I came in 93 out of over 1,000 runners. 93 out of 1,000. All, all of America. Mm-hmm. Wow. I mean, it's highly competitive. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you just try once for the Olympics? 
Yes, that's yeah. it. Then uh, I was about in my early thirties then. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. Do you remember what your time was? Well, you need you had to be under two fifty to qualify. I, like I had like a two forty eight. Wow! That qualified for Boston, but now they run the marathons in like two hours and five minutes. <gasps> Yeah, wow. I, I think the well, the man. Kenyans do. And then yeah. there's everybody else that are behind yeah, they, them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, that was funny. Uh, Kenyans, I met a guy from Kenya. I said, man, y'all good runners. Yeah, give, no me kidding. A, give me a tip. He said, well, we fast three days before the race. I said, thank you. Oh. So my second marathon was Washington, D.C., Marine Corps. So I went and fasted three days for the race. I got in that race and I was running. I was thinking about eating, eating. I finished Look like I haven't eaten. Look like I lost so much weight. And my friend said, "Brother, we did, uh, that you getting more information." Three days after they they fast, then they load up. I said, "Oh, I didn't oh. know this. So I ran, I ran twenty six miles on empty." So you, they he didn't tell you they fast <laughs> and then carb load. You're right, right. You forgot the loading part. Right, right. Oh, wow, I never heard that. So I ran cross country uh, in college. Actually, I had a college a college scholarship. Okay. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Now. <laughs> It was only at the JUCO level. So, yeah. but um, there were some highly, highly talented runners at that level because they either came from another country, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, like Kenya, mm-hmm. or they didn't qualify academically, right. you know, to run at the Division One level. So, just because you ran at the JUCO level doesn't mean yeah. you were yeah. a right. Right. Subpar, subpar athlete yeah. to a Division One yeah. athlete. Because um, mm-hmm. I learned real quickly that. There is Kenyans and then there's just everybody else yeah. when it comes to long distance running. Mm. Yeah. They just, they have another engine or yeah. I don't know what it is. Another, another uh, speed. Yeah. Um, and it's unbelievable when you watch a mm-hmm. race at that level, yeah. how Kenyans will be significantly mm-hmm. by themselves grouped up together mm-hmm. and huh. a half a mile in front of <laughs> everybody else. Mm-hmm. Huh? So did you did you ever go do it again and do it the right way where you fasted and then loaded up? Yeah. I, and did I, that help? It did help. Yeah. I, was, I was more lighter. Yeah. It was like you got more engine, you glide. Huh. It's like you just really kind of like running on air. <laughs> wow. That's crazy. What is your, so you, when you did the Olympic trials, you said you ran a 248. Uh-huh. And so did you ever beat that time or was that a personal best? That was my personal best. I, for, and I ran it, I qualified for the Boston I kept on getting like 248, 250. Then I ran a uh, uh, Chicago Marathon. It was like they had 40,000 40, runners. Oh, wow. And, and I had just turned 50. Then I came in like 2000. So I was telling my friend, I was kind of disappointed. He said, man, you're 50 years old. You beat most of the people. I said, oh, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that's all right. <laughs> We definitely want to get into, you know, your mission mm-hmm. and, and I de- I'm going to hold off on getting into that right okay. away, but okay. I, I want to get to know you a little bit more personally. Mm-hmm. Um, are you, have you ever been married? Do you have any kids? Yes, I, I, I was married, but yeah, we, one of them things, but, uh, kids, love my kids, got nine grandkids. And Aww. How, how many, many kids? How many kids? But, Four and got nine grandkids. Four kids, nine grandkids. Yeah, okay. okay. And you, uh, you said you were drafted in the army. Yeah, back in nineteen seventy one, right out of high school, uh-huh. on my grandmother's birthday, I never get April the eighth. Wow, drafted. Okay, kind of seen a lot. Kind of like what, four was gone. I'm sorry. What year was that? Nineteen seventy one. Seventy one. Okay, so it's like Forrest Gump. <laughs> yeah. Just, I just heard you say that. Was that? I mean, obviously there was still a draft then. Yeah, so I, was that I, during the Vietnam conflict? It, it was toward the tail end of yeah, it. Yeah, right. Very, yeah, and yeah. Uh, 
my, I lived on Forest Avenue too when I got drafted. You did on <laughs> yeah, Forest yeah. Avenue. Uh, yeah. Oh my gosh! <laughs> so were you sent somewhere right away, or what? what? Yeah, uh, Fort Hood, Texas. I was stationed in mm-hmm. Fort Hood, Texas, mm-hmm. and I did. I met President Bush, like the movie Herbert Walker Bush. Uh, uh, okay. Back in the eighties, the drug, you know, the crack houses, the drug houses. So I did a campaign around a drug house. And a guy drugged that came and beat me down with a board. Oh, what? It, yeah, it made local news. Someone sent the White House a, uh, a clipping. So uh, President Herbert Walker Bush heard about it. He came, I think it's 1989, uh-huh. through Pastor Hartfield and Alvin Brooks. And I was out there with, with the mayor, I think Mayor Berkeley at that time. And In now, Kansas City? Uh-huh, national News. Uh-huh. And I think uh, Cleaver. He was a councilman then. Okay. Mm-hmm. All of me was there, and the security was so tight. I had my banner, and I checked my banner out for, for security. I unrolled it. It says, Ask Jesus, say you now. It's red, white, and blue. <laughs> said, oh, yeah, we no problem with that banner. So when President Bush came, he saw me in a banner. He said, I like the man with that banner there. I'm going to stand by him. Oh. And the camera started rolling, and I shook his hand. I said, Mr. President, it's going to take Jesus to shut these drug houses down. And he said, I know that's right. Oh. Wow. And you got a picture of it at the house. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Mm-hmm. That is so cool. Yeah. That is so cool. I've got a lot of history in Kansas. <laughs> yeah. I'm a little confused. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> so all of that came because you got injured because somebody did, like, they hit right. you or something? Right, right. And see, back then, it's, it's a big news back then, you know, like, uh, just say no. no. Just, just say no. Say no. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And we would go and just... To the campaign drug around drug houses. Uh-huh. So when Alvin Brooks heard about it, he said, man, we're going to march with you. So they had a group called uh, Black Men Against Crime. Or, so they had about 50 of them. They marched with me. The knee was there. We did seven laps around the. I was kind of like leading Jericho. Away. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Leading, uh-huh. Leading away. Uh-huh. Then they shut it down and they shut the drug house down. Really? I was part of that history back then. Wow. So, but the person who hit you? Uh-huh. They hit you with a board. Is that what you said? Uh-huh. They were, and they were somebody who was involved in the yeah, the owners of the drug house. Mm. The drug so, house. So what happened? Mm. It was on Flag Day, uh, June fourteenth. No Flag Day. Flag uh-huh. Day. Uh-huh. So I, my dad lived on the corner house there in Third Third and Benton. And I'll be hearing this traffic all through the night. I said, Lord, I'm tired of all these drugs and to look for my heart. Do a, do a, do a Jericho walk. I said, I'll be with you. He said, let me know. You, you will be afflicted, but I will deliver you. Oh <laughs> and I was like, oh, gosh. Lord, I can get somebody else. So when I started <laughs> walking, Doug just said, man, you better get away from my turf. I said, this is the Lord's turf. I said, we're going to walk with you. So I didn't have no idea. So he went, crack, outside my head. Oh. And then I was dazed. I fell in the street, and my banner fell on top of me, kind of like, almost like, like a, it was a cover. Uh-huh. So uh, cars would drive around me. Like driving around a dead dog because nobody oh, wanted no. to get involved. Oh, no, people were scared right, because they knew what was right there. So here come the ambulance, came, put the brace on me, drove me to the VA hospital, I'm a veteran. And so they, they said, I, mean, I just had a big knot. So uh, Alvin Brooks came to see me and talked to me. Yeah. So when they released me, I ran back. It's about five miles. I ran back to the drug house. <laughs> I said, I still got that victory. They looked at me like, wow, oh, where's this man from? Did you see him, the same guy? Uh huh, yeah. And he said, this doesn't. Yeah, I looked at him. I said, I got the victory. And look, so the news station, four, five, nine, mm-hmm. they contacted me. Mm-hmm. And then they had that Christian station, Channel 50 back then. They, yeah. They interviewed me in my radio stations. So that's, 
I started getting known by then, but people just knew me as a runner. Yeah. I'm not a superman back then. Yeah. So it kind of tied together. Like a lot of people today, they, they see, but they don't know, really know my background as a, a street evangelist. Okay. So you said with the drug house, you said um, a Jericho run. Uh-huh. So was that your idea? Well, you know, through the, through the, through the vibe of Jericho and yeah. Joshua, yes, it's just yes. kind of like a little, little nod to the, the story. Yeah. Then, yeah. I just mean, did you, did you think, oh, I could do, do that. I could run around seven times and then well, the Lord told you yes. Or did yeah, the Lord right. tell you yeah, he put it, do he, a Jericho yeah, run? He, he confirmed it in my spirit. Yeah. Walk seven times. And now since that I happened, that. I took it to all 50 states, seven laps around every Capitol building. Started, started in 98 what? and finished in Hawaii one year in October. Then I did it again in 2011. I went back again. Wait, you did all that in one year's time? One year. It took me one year. I took train, all 50 states? train, the bus, and I took two airplane flights, one to Alaska and one to and Hawaii. Hawaii. <laughs> because it's, yeah. Why didn't you run there? Yeah, no, well, train, <laughs> no trains, no trains to Hawaii. I called the bus station. I said, uh, uh, how much would it cost to go to Hawaii? <laughs> he said, sir, we, 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 we ain't going across the mm. water. I said, okay. <laughs> no, no, no greyhound to, to Hawaii. Uh, how... How do you how do you afford to do all this? You did, did I mean I'm because here's the thing. Like uh, if you have a full time job, yeah, then you've got to have time right, to right, go do all this right. stuff. So how were you able well, to have a full time job and, well, and do this? Well, you know, I was retired from the from the army. You know, they retired. You did retire? Uh-huh. How many years well, did you well, spend they, in there? Just two years. They retired me because but I went through some trials and really hard times. So I, I used that little income. Plus I found out I had this like a Bus pass, I would get, and you could ride and ride, you know, for like a certain amount of time. I use, and different people will see what I'm doing and bless me. And, okay. And mm-hmm. love offering. So people give you love offering and it, donation, yeah. It's like a faith, faith journey, and I'm still, I'm on a faith journey. Mm-hmm. But now I just set up a, a, a foundation, because when I'm gone, I want my legacy mm-hmm. to come in to bless the children. It's really going through it. That's, that's what my goal. So do you do mm. you have somebody to like do you, uh, just a, just a thought? You said you have a son, right? Uh huh. Do you do any of your kids run? No, like, are, are any of them going to take over? When he was kids, they go run. But I guess <laughs> yeah, my oldest is fifty two. Okay, and uh, none of them running. At, no, I did go to the gym, but they. <laughs> mm. You mentioned some of the trials and tribulations that you went through in the army. I don't know that I know exactly what that was. Well, what, what it was when I was in in the army, Fort Hood, Texas. When I got accused for beating up three guys and robbing them, hmm. I didn't do it. I told my, uh, my my captain, "I'm innocent, man." So I had to go to a lineup, you know, and they pulled me out of the lineup and said I beat them up. Now I'm this side. I beat up three guys and robbed them. So here I was facing 10, 20 years, and oh I'm an innocent man. But after 18 days, they found out I was innocent, you know. So it's, it's, really, it's another book I, I can write. So <laughs> anyway, uh, I tried, you know, it's hard to sue the government. Yeah. So they put me in the hospital, shot me over with Thorazine on Walking Zombie. That was all messed up. Oh, no. Depressed and suicidal, so finally releasing. Then I went to a process of deep, like you told me, uh, deep depression. Mm-hmm. And this is why I think about the movie. And I, I really didn't want to live, you know. I went through divorce and, and even tried to kill myself. So I was sitting around the press and I was pressing, oh, I'm tired, like this, living like this. He said, 
We spoke to him, what you like to do? I said, run. To go running. Like the movie? And I, way before the movie, I put on my shoes and just started running. Just like Forrest. Just like Forrest. And then that movie came out. This was happening, this was like in the, like in the 70s. Yeah, I was going to say, that would have been 20 years and, and, or more before yeah, Forrest Gump. Right. And yeah. so my son said, Dad, I think they've been watching you now. <laughs> and they hell, I think they have too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell Tom Hanks, you owe me some. Yeah, yeah right. Share some. <laughs> Right. Also, uh, you don't look you, like me. Yeah, you you play you, you play the movie. Oh, the beard. When I got the yes. arm, I start doing my beard. And I'm running, and the kids. And the movie came out. Run for us! You know, people be teasing. Yes, yes. Run yeah. for us. Nothing's kind of funny. I'm out to the raw. I'm not go to. I run around the raw. So yeah, I use humor a lot. So ladies want to take a picture with me. I said, oh, my name is Forrest Gun. Your name is Jenny. <laughs> she started laughing. Her name was Jenny for real. Oh, she showed me her life. Her name was Jenny for real. Wow, I'd be having funny experience. That is a funny experience. All right, so going back to you being accused of beating up those three guys, Mm -hmm. uh, how does that happen? How did how were you accused of something that that you weren't even around or did you see it happen or no? How were you associated to that crime? Okay, back in the you know, am I for telling you it wasn't that too many. Black men in it. Okay. The person says it's a black guy, so I was a black guy. And I, okay. And I got. Crew. So it was racially motivated, you think? It, I think so. But, okay. but anyway, I, I went through that process. I had to forgive. Because, uh-huh. like, I see it like in other uh, podcasts, I could be bitter. Yeah. But I, but I chose to be better. Right. Okay. I love that. And I shared that on, on, on that morning. Cause Better Kansas City. Mm-hmm. The name of it was Better Kansas City. <laughs> and I shared that little test. I said, well, I fit in with Better Kansas City. I can be bitter or I can be better. Or I can be better. And I like that. That's what I do. Like in the inner city, I'm running, I'm praying for kids. Like doing the Black Lives Matter thing. I run through there and, and I share with the young people. I said, you know, you, you, you say this about the police. F this. F. So you need to stop doing it. You're going to burn down your bridge, if you know. Yeah. And, and I know the hurt, and I try to teach them, you know, you just, it's a process. You got, you got people in every walk that's not right. So I'm trying to teach them out there. Right. Yeah. right. <clears throat> and so when you got, um, how did you then get, I, I, sorry if I missed it, you were okay. kind of talking fast. So I it wasn't know if I was following very quickly, but okay. or very well. But did you, how did you get exonerated from that crime? Yeah, yeah, right. They, they, they released me. They, so did they do an investigation and they realized that you didn't do it? Or well, yeah, I, I guess so. So they just found out, and then uh, later on, they after after spending time in the hospital, they released me a medical discharge. Okay, okay, mm-hmm. gotcha, okay. gotcha. And then they boarded me with like uh, I already do with like funds for getting out the service, but mm-hmm. never sued them or nothing. But right, it's all good. <laughs> you <clears throat> gotta move on, right? So that was yeah. a very tough, tough time, right? right because right. your character's being questioned. Right, you're right. and you're, uh, mm-hmm. you mentioned the, the divorce. Yeah, I'm not kidding. Was that me. happening right around the same, the same time? Same time. Like mm. back then, if you was married with a child, you you wouldn't get uh, drafted. Oh, but, uh, oh. Nixon changed it, so you can you can be married with a child. So that's how I got drafted. My son was four months old. Oh. And then, getting back up, my grandfather had passed away, and they, they gave you three days. Yeah. Took a bus one day to get there with my grandfather. When I went back, that's when I got pulled out of line. That's what, mm. I, I'm still 
And then while I was... So you were grieving your grandfather's right. death and, and all that was happening. It was just it, stuff was piling on top of each other. I was other. grieving. Yeah. And, and my wife had went off with some other man, you know, <gasps> oh. on top of that. Right. And then this year, and I was only 19 pounds up on, you know, and the, I think all these parts of my life helped me to be what I am today. Mm. It, it was some pain and stuff. I think you were sharing something else, but I went through some depression. Mm-hmm. But my gift... Like therapy mm-hmm. to me, like when I run, I feel the spirit of the Lord. I feel the angels running with me. Mm. I like so, that. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, how long? So you were two years in the military, and did you get the divorce when you got back and out of the military? Since you were only in for a right. short period of time. Right. Uh huh. Yes, sir. Okay. What's your relationship with uh, her now? Yes. It's good. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Yeah, it's good. Good. So you never got uh, reunited with another woman or got remarried? Well, well everybody going to know. <laughs> I, struck, I struck out. <laughs> I got married again. I tried three times total. But life goes on. Uh-huh. You know, life goes on. <laughs> I could tell yeah. anybody. See, by, by the experience, it helped me to be a more sensitive minister. Sometimes you can condemn a person to... Divorce, you know, put put them in put them in the hell because they. But no, see, God will draw somebody draw it together. Yeah. So I, uh, it, it's been a process. Mm-hmm. And I'm a stronger man and and more more seasoned mm-hmm. by going through the pain myself. Because mm-hmm. he said, "Oh, you get over, young man. Just just suck it up." But it, but you just it's, it's a process of maturity in the Lord. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what did you do for so when you so you leave the army? You're out of the hospital. Mm-hmm. What do you do for what was your living then? What did mm. you do for work then? I just I just draw my I just lived on my my little pension. Okay. And then I just full time ministry, you know, stunking invitation to come and preach. I was like a hands on evangelist and I would okay. go to different cities and they would interview me TV like when I went to all fifty states, I got to Austin, Texas. And, and, and the news media was there ready to interview me. I told, I'm, I'm going around the nation just praying for the nation. That was a vision that I had, you know. And, and all these years of running, I guess it prepared me, even the hard times, you know. Going to jail. You have been spit on, stabbed, hit with pipes and boards. And oh, my gosh. So so you've you served your time in the Army, and other than that, this is what you've done? Yes. Mm-hmm. No other a job. Full-time evangelist. Uh, right. Well, I worked for, uh, yeah, let me back up. Uh, I worked for the phone when I came out. Okay, I went back. I worked, I worked at the Capitol Grill for about four years on Plaza. Yeah. I was, I was a ballet guy. I forgot that ballet guy. Okay, you know, yeah. Parking cars. You probably opened doors. <laughs> yeah. It opened up in 2000. I think I started that first week they opened up. Okay. Oh, cool. So you did some jobs in between yeah, right, right, to right, make right, some right, money right, and that kind right. of thing. Okay, okay. And uh, so the so the running in all fifty states you mm. said was a vision. Yes. So is that like you had a dream while you were sleeping, or you have just a vision? It, it, it like a, in the day. It was, it was like a dream. I would see myself in different cities running, huh. and then when I would travel to go run these marathon, I would look at the Capitol buildings we and I would just draw to Capitol buildings. Wow. Oh. This before I surrendered. Right. My calling. Right. To preach. Right. And then I, now I'm, I'm going back to the same cities. I was just in Nashville, but I didn't, I didn't go to Calvary this time. I just went there and the minister on the streets there. Mm-hmm. That's so cool. 
All right, so this is what I'd like to do. I'm going to take a little bit of a break, and then I want to come back. I want to touch on a few things. Obviously, I want to find out how you became saved and how you... I told you I'm taking glasses off. You're taking glasses off. There you go. Get and comfortable. I okay. also want to find out more about, you talked about going to jail and, you know, and getting beaten with pipes and stuff like that. So we're going to talk all about that. It's coming up a little bit here in episode 32 of the Papa Ron Podcast. Yep. You're listening to the Papa Ron Podcast. To contact us with questions, comments, or interest in sponsoring the show, find us online at paparonradio.com. Now back to the show. Here again are your hosts, Ronnie Phillips and Jillian Gregg. Jill, have you noticed this new hoodie that I have on? Yeah, well, I don't have know. Have you what seen it means. me talk about that? No. I'm going to tell you what it means. My buddy Matt just started, excuse me, a new business, and I love the mission behind it. If you get a chance, follow One Day Co. for like One Day Company on uh, Instagram or Facebook. They started it, this clothing to celebrate the one day that we that that we ever ever thought like one day we're going to do this or this one day I'm going to start a business. One day I'm going to take the leap. Uh, I'm going to one day... One day I'm going to run around all the Capitol buildings right. in all 50 states. Yes. <laughs> one day I'm going to dress up as Superman and, and profess right. my love to Jesus. Um, uh, so this this business, this mission, this clothing company is to uh, celebrate that one day. Hmm. Um, and it's a, it's intended to be inspirational and motivational and maybe encouraging hmm. to those who might have a dream to do something. Okay. And they keep talking about the one day, but uh, maybe... This Haven't is the, maybe today is the one day that they'll mm. get started. So if you get a chance, check out my buddy Matt's new business along with his wife, Tara. Um, I know Matt and Tara. Yeah, from Whiskey Tango back in the day. They are great people. I love them. And it's this this thing that he's got going on has given us the ability to reconnect. And so he dropped this off, this my own very own one day hoodie love that. last night. And um, and so I'm very excited for them to um, to get this thing started. So go check that out. I just is a friendly little plug. They're not a sponsor of the show, but I wanted That's to. so great. Well, it's a perfect fit for today's it is. guest, too. It is. Uh, Michael Wheeler, uh, known as Casey Superman. I wanted to ask about about, um, and we're going to get into, obviously you do all this for, for the love and to glorify Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. Um, and I want to get into where you and how you became, uh, how you had a relationship with him Mm -hmm. and, and started this process. But I am very intrigued into hearing because Jill has also told me in the, in the uh, variety of different conversations that you've had coming up to this point that, You've had a trial date, you've gone to court mm-hmm. and you've had, you've been attacked. And so what, um, what you talked about going to jail. Mm-hmm. What, what put you in jail? Well, I'm up to 77 arrests. 77 arrests? Only in America. My last, my last one. <laughs> my last one Only in America, it says. <laughs> my, uh, back, okay. Be coming up on St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. Okay. This is 2020. By doing Height of the pandemic. Yes. So I want to encourage the people. So I go in the store, purchase a few things, and I got a little banner. Not like the one I had when I got jumped, but it just says Salvation Now. So I'm outside, and it's holding the banner, people going in, I say, it's going to be all right, y'all. You know, we got the mask, got to get in this language. And so I guess the mansion, hey, you can't be out here. So listen, I'm not not here just encouraging the people. So anyway, I said, man, I'm at, you might have to leave. I said, you know what? You got Girl Scouts, you got boys out here. So said, you were, wait, wait, you were at a grocery store. Yeah. Inside or outside? I, I sat. Outside the grocery uh-huh. store. 
And you just had a science of salvation now, and you're just right. telling people everything's going to be out. Because right. that was a scary, that right, was right, like right. a scary time. What, what, what? St. Patrick's Day 2020. Right. Like, that was right after right. everything right, shut right. down. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so people were freaking out. Right. So I'm curious. So I guess he, you can give me the lease. I said, no. I said, I got a right to be here. So mm. I'm purchasing. I said, I'm a citizen. Yeah, you so, yeah. so anyway, I heard some sad rings. I said, oh, so I'm going, oh, so I'm going oh. on, so I'm going on the wall. I'm like, <laughs> so it, it came for me. Sorry, it came for me. Yeah, sorry. So, uh, well, you asked me, I said, yes. You know what? If I'm guilty, I said, arrest me now. You know, <laughs> so you're going to be the hard way. So you handcuffed me, you know, searching there. And there people walking around, hey, that's Casey. Man, what's me at y'all? That's Casey Superman. So anyway, he put me in a wagon, drove me down town. Fingerprint, all that stuff you go through. Oh, my goodness. So, like, I'm real criminal. So, uh, after two hours, they released me, and I came out. The sergeant said, Superman, what what knucklehead arrested you? I said, one of your officers, you know. <laughs> I said, another guy came out. Oh, that's Casey Superman. He being Westport. He came out and shook me. He said, man, we love what you do. So, anyway, I thought it was all over. Mm-hmm. I never had a ticket. Never had a, a court day. So, I... So I went on, but I just dropped it. Fast forward, May last year, more day weekend. Mm-hmm. Okay, I carry a cross sometimes, so yeah, I'm walking through Westport with my cross, and, and it lights up. It was, it was nighttime, yeah. So I'm walking through there, and, and, and I met people because you know I had broken my ankle, and, yeah. And, and I, I'm, I'm still in the knee boot, so people's happy to see me taking pictures. So I got a a, a storage, a store my cross. Walking to Westport Storage, this guy Kelly, Kelly's sitting there. Kelly, take that blanking cross to church. I'm an atheist. I don't want to be see that blank blank. So I tried to know. Oh. I kept on walking, and he got louder and louder. And that's when I started rebuke. I said, "You know, you need to repent tonight. You come get some men of God. And here come Westport security. Oh go, hey, you can't be out here bothering people. You you got to leave. I said, I got to leave. I said, <laughs> you I think, can't be bothering people yeah, yeah. when he starts. Yeah, yeah, did you hear that man cursing? He said, No, we didn't hear that. I said, you know what? I've been coming here for 38 years. I said, if I'm if I'm doing some crime, I said, I said, go get the police. Okay, we will. He <laughs> ran, came back. The the Westport security is going to get the police? Is yeah, that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah they even got the police. <clears throat> and they came back. And police said, well, you asked Lee? I said, yes, I was asked Lee. He said, well, why come you Lee? I said, because I don't have to. I said, if I'm guilty, I said, arrest me. They, they put the cuffs on me. And I... <laughs> They marched me down by my mural. <laughs> That's about, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wait, wait. So we, we, Michael and I talked about this before oh, yeah. we started recording. Yeah. So there's a mural of you, a yeah. painting, yeah. on the side of a one of the buildings in Westport. Mirror. Yeah, uh, excuse me not fit. At, yeah. at 41st? Yeah, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania? Okay, in Westport. So they marched me down there. I think they I know where you're talking about. Yeah, they about. Called, uh-huh. for, called for a wagon. The wagon never showed up, so they, they released me. So I thought it was all over. I thought they didn't, I wasn't giving no, no chicken and nut, mm-hmm. you know. So, so anyway, the next week I go back my cross again. Mm-hmm. They saw me. This is the Westport put the cross on me, and, lot, and that was on video. A lot of people shared that video. Mm-hmm. You know, they had the Israelites out there all out, but here I am. They, they handcuffed me and uh, marched me down by throwback. You know, a throwback down there. All. Yeah, throwback. Yeah. So I'm there waiting for the wagon. Never showed up. <laughs> So, uh, <laughs> so, so two weeks in a row. Yeah, right. So, yeah, okay. I- anyway, uh, finally, uh, 
they dumped him in the court. Anyway, they gave me, uh, summons me to court, and uh, for the, uh, so they put the uh, uh, wall and walk, they added it up together. But they had two different court dates on, on November, the first of November 18th, it was for uh, Westport. They found me guilty for trespassing. And then Walmart. Trespassing yeah, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They found me, they found me guilty, put me on probation. Guilty and, of what? Uh, so-called trespassing. At a, at a Walmart and in uh, Westport? Uh-huh, yeah. What, how do you trespass in Westport? I don't know. That's what if I, you're walking down the street yeah, yeah. or down the sidewalk. And then when did he, you have legal representation or did you I, represent I, I, yourself? I, did, I, I tried to get him, but it didn't come through. People that couldn't contact me. Yeah. Represent myself. But long story short, when the court was over, they gave him the court, the court card. I said, I'm not going to pay it. I told Judge Michael, I said, I'd rather go to jail. My friends said, no, come on, so man, we'll pay. They paid it for it. I walked up to his desk. I said, you know what? Do you know we in the last days? I said, God ain't pleased with this. Back in the 80s, I went through there with, back in 86, got arrested in the same spot. Back in 1986, right in front of Kelly's. Okay. You know, and that judge, where I wound up, it's a long story. <laughs> <laughs> I got I got contempt of court. I told the judge, he's going to stand before the judge. And, <laughs> you know, and uh, You told the judge he's going to stand before the ultimate judge? Yes, right. And you got contempt of court. He said, contempt of court. <laughs> oh and I said, first boss, another you. So me and my friend, we spent two weeks. You should be called Leeds out there by Arrowhead. Yeah, Leeds, yeah. Uh-huh. And we got to preach. People getting, guys getting saved. And the Thurman Mitchell was a newsman back then. Channel yeah, Thurman Mitchell, said, yeah. Man, we like this because we, we're Christians. And that's kind of how my initiation kind of started. Huh. <laughs> but I have never sued for, for, for being violated my, my rights. But I, I feel like I get a hold of it. It's not too late. You know, cause they ain't right. Wow. The the first thing that comes to my mind was how often Jesus was persecuted. Right. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, he said, "You gonna hate him, hate him. You gonna hate us also for his name." Yep. Hmm. You know, I I have so many different emotions going through me right now. Um, part of me, if I'm being honest, is like, "You crazy fool! Why do you keep going back and putting yourself <laughs> through that?" And then the other part of me is like just feeling so proud of you because you're so convicted in your faith that you know that this is, you're doing it right. for something right. bigger than you, right? Right. you know? And, mm-hmm. and, um, so tell me, do you ever get to the point? Like, is it worth it or have you ever, I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm sure you've experienced yeah. so much in this time that yeah. you probably got to the point where, you know, mm-hmm. at 72 years of age, right. you're doing it. But have you ever got to the point where you know that you're doing all this for the glory of God and and you've gone through getting hit over the head with right. a pipe or a mm-hmm. piece of wood or whatever, and you just you sit there and you think and you're praying about it mm-hmm. and you're like, why do yeah. I keep doing this to myself? Right. I was going through that like all these years and I'm not really seeing too much fruit. So anyway, when this video went out, which video are we talking about? The Westport one. West, uh, my, okay. The cross. Him. Yeah. So, so a friend of mine, him and his wife, I met a couple of years back, and he said. So man, you gonna come out with you like what you're doing? So that weekend, so that weekend was a shooting. Westport. Oh, <laughs> so yeah. I, I didn't. They probably said, "Cute, that's too dangerous." Yeah. So, but when they saw this video, I said, "Brother, be convicted." So they've been coming. I kind of like pass it over to them. Uh-huh. They're doing a good job. And then I went with them 
out on the south side, and they by the gas station. Uh-huh. And this guy, he's on a, he's a Muslim guy. He let us plug into his power. He let us sing and worship and share the gospel in front of the, his uh, gas station. A Muslim guy, like over by the stadiums. And this is my, like eighty eighty uh, eight in uh, Woodland. Okay, right off for sale there. Uh huh. The gas station. And they carrying on and, and doing good. Then they got another sister, her heart touch. She's been going out doing street ministry. Huh. And I hear another group coming from Kansas. They've they been coming to Westport. So after I, all this had happened to me. So so yeah. then, so you kind of pass the Westport torch to them and you don't go to Westport anymore? Because yeah. before before the, the trial and all that, I was making them, I was already passing over. So they put me on probation for a year. Oh, <laughs> me and my manager. Oh, so waiting. you can't go to Westport right now. I, I can, but but you're not supposed to. Not supposed to, but but I went back <laughs> a couple of times. They saw me. They, they didn't realize that this was me. And they came across making things. <laughs> oh, because really, they they want to keep it down because they they know it's wrong. Right. It's wrong. Right. It is wrong. And they have no really no grounds really other than. So will you be running in the St. Patrick's Day parade? I don't know. I, I may. Mm. You probably see me come. Do you have green? It. You've got green, right? I've, green. I think I've seen you in there. I've seen uh, your beard green. Uh, yep. You I dye did, your hair. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I did it blue for the role. But the first, <laughs> the first parade, I, I ran it 47 years ago. The first so, Kansas City St. Patrick, yeah, Patrick's Day parade? They, they had a 5K rate. We kicked it off before the, before the. I mean, we ran that one yard road, that hill. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that was like 45 years ago. Oh and, my uh, God! I never been invited. But I just, I, I just went. It's like on part of St. Patrick's Day. I just went through there, and like with the cheese. Uh, I never been invited. But, well, they a couple of Super Bowls. Yeah. So, couple of thought about. I was going on home, so I'm call it a day. I kept on hearing, "You got the right to party. You got the right to party." Oh wait, wait, wait! So we're talking about the the this most recent Chiefs yeah, right, Super Bowl right. uh, parade uh-huh. that day, the yeah, parade day. Right. Okay. Okay. And that morning, I walked a free route like I did the other year. I walked in and prayed over it all, all night, about three or four hours. That car got on, that car got on the uh, on the car got on the uh, free route. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the police chief over here he said, "Watch out, Superman! There's a car on the route." I got out the way. He went right by me. I almost ran though. I remember that. But, but that that night. I just walked the whole, I walked the whole, just, just praying you know, back and forth. But, but this one. Oh my gosh. Y- yep. You, you walked the parade route the night before praying, praying to basically to, right, right. protect the people right, right, who would right. be coming the next right, day. Right, right. And that's what I said, pray for Satan. I said, okay. Wow. And I said, oh, okay. <laughs> but, and this one here. So this most recent one, you what, didn't, you didn't do that. Or no, you did. You walked no, and prayed. No. I, I went to, yeah, I went to. to some of those prayers from the first one may have carried over yeah, into right, the second yeah. one. <laughs> it sounds yeah. like you prayed a lot. Yeah. I, I, I walked this parade route to check it out. And, and I, was get, I was getting kind of chilly. So I said, I went, a rally house was open. I was so glad I got me another layer. On. <laughs> and, and while I was in there getting my layer on, people was taking pictures. Yeah. I seen the police, the new police chief came in. Mm-hmm. Little Allison. And she gave me a big old hug. Oh. She gave me a big old hug. I said, thank you. I said, you think I can run in the parade? He said, I don't see no reason why you cannot. Right. Cannot run it. So, so anyway, I thought about that. Almost like I got permission. That's when I, so I jumped in the parade. <laughs> That's almost like permission. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I climbed the rail. <laughs> and, and I'm running down there. 
People were cheering like crazy. I'm like, man, and I waving. And, <laughs> and I got to the end of the, the, the parade route. And the, uh, I guess the, the head guy came up and said, Sir, do you have credentials? I said, <laughs> I said, yes. My credentials is 28 straight boat. So he called for the, got some security. <laughs> so I took off running. Oh, shoot. And, and they, they grabbed my cape. My cape came off. Oh, no. Then other police came running. Hey, leave Superman alone. Superman's okay. So, so the other police came to my rescue. Aww. So I was up there with the VIP taking pictures, you know. I love it. And, uh, <laughs> you got I your cape it. back, right? Got my cape back. Okay. I put it back on. I saw, oh, so I was asking him a little bit about that before we started recording because I saw a video you not too it. long ago mm-hmm. in, of him in the parade running mm-hmm. and it looked like, it looked like you were supposed to be there because know you know why. how, you know how parade, like in the beginning of the parade, mm-hmm. everything's staggered like it's supposed right, to be, right? right? right, right but right. then as the parade goes on, you yeah. may end up with a big gap. Right, right. It was a big and gap. so it was a huge gap and he's just running <laughs> and waving and the capes flowing <laughs> and it just looked like, well, this I'm is like, what's supposed to be happening. And it was cheering. And one of my friends said, he was watching on TV. TV and announced say, uh, now what's going on right here? I, I don't quite understand, but this this family, but but I, I don't quite understand this. <laughs> Jimmy so funny. I love that. I you love uh, that. mentioned being you going into Rally House because it was mm-hmm. a little bit cold. And you went and yeah. got a lot, and, and it's funny you uh, mentioned that because a fan of the show, and actually she was a fan of ours. Uh, uh-huh. From our years at Q104, mm-hmm. uh, Rhonda Marble Osman. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, uh, she commented. I pick. I put a picture of you on Facebook uh, uh-huh. to promote that we were going to have you on the show, mm-hmm. and she commented and says, "Mr. Wheeler saw mm-hmm. him and chatted at Rally House before the Chiefs Parade." Okay. Oh, yeah. that's so awesome. So when when you mentioned that, I had to go looking for my phone because I thought, wait a minute, it sounds like he. Oh, my, chat. I'm going to let the one to help because I didn't have quite enough finance for my jersey. Listen. They said, I said, can I come pay you later, you know? And then, then they say, hey, she can pay the rest of the money. Oh, that. that's so nice. Rhonda did? Or somebody else? Somebody, maybe it was her. I don't know who, yeah. Maybe it was her. Wow. Yeah, it's been some experience. I know, there's so many things to ask, right? I know, and there's I'm so trying to like to keep ask. it in chronological order, and now I just feel like I'm kind of all over the place. Um and I want to like kind of tease because I really want to get to like your, the foundation of how your relationship with Jesus was built. But mm-hmm. I know that that's going to be a good story. So I want to like push that off mm-hmm. for a little bit. Um, what's the relationship been with the organizations? I mean, obviously you're a huge sports fan. Mm-hmm. You use the, mm-hmm. the organizations in the crowds that they draw as an opportunity for right. you to witness and, and minister. Mm-hmm. Um, so have you were, or have you been able to establish a relationship with the Clarks or the, the new ownership of the Royals or past ownership with the glasses? Um, but, but not yet. But I know they, they observe them and they see them. Yeah. Like uh, Dayton Moore, he honored me when I retired. He honored me. A secretary called me, want to know my address and my shirt size. What is when this shirt's right here? They sent me. <laughs> Dayton Moore sent you that shirt. Yep. Yeah, this wow. shirt. So because no, can I go? Can I stop you for one second? Because yeah, uh, this is a good story. He told me this earlier. Okay. You said when you retired. Mm-hmm. So you retired from being Casey Superman, right? At one point, at one point. But then you came out of retirement, right? right. Okay, Why did so you? Let's, do you want to come back to that, or do you want to answer that now? Why you retired? I can answer now. Yeah, go okay. ahead. Why yeah. did why did, I didn't know that you had done that? Yeah. Why did yeah. you retire? I, I retired because I said, "Well, I'm done all these years. It's time." I was kind of like feeling a little like a little bit discouraged, like it's time for me to come getting old, you know. So anyway, <laughs> I, I retired. Then after that, I retired. I started walking around 
You got bored, didn't yeah. you? Yeah, and feeling <laughs> feeling the old man pains and carrying. Over. I said, wait a minute. And then people come up. My little girl cry because you be tired. My little boy cry. I said, I want to see Superman. So I said, I got to come back out of retirement. Aww. And everybody said, we need you for the cheese, brother. Yeah. He said, would you come out for the cheese? I said, yeah. And one newspaper said, if you go to playoff, would you come? I said, yeah. So I came out of retirement. Uh, so when was that, that you came that, out of retirement? That was about what, what, three three years ago. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you came out of retirement. So then, okay, so let's go back to the story you started, and I kind of interrupted that about mm-hmm. Dayton Moore. Mm-hmm. So when you retired, mm-hmm. Dayton Moore wanted to send you, wanted to honor you yeah. and send you something. So yeah. their secretary called to get your address and yeah. found out your shirt size and all right, So right. What, what did he send you? It's a big box. Boys, jerseys, couple running shoes and hats and real nice jerseys. Big old box. Had a nice note. So we appreciate all the years that you ran around. The Royal Stadium. Oh, yeah. and uh, I met uh, Clark Hunt and his wife at the airhead. She came up, take a picture. She said, "Oh, we appreciate you running around, Clark. Come take a picture." Oh, and then say, "Come here, Clark, take another picture, <laughs> picture with him." <laughs> and then I went that. to Vegas. It was my first road trip after the uh, the Monday night. Okay, when that happened, young player got, got hurt. Yes. So I was at Pine Light. I went there to watch it, and I usually wear my my chief gear blow up on my heart. Wear descriptive T-shirt. It says "Urgent uh, uh, Emergency Prayers." It has scriptures all down. And I sit at the table. I was prayerful, and uh, I was watching the game. And when that happened, I said, "Oh, I understand." What's coming up? Thank you for being here, Superman. I'm gonna be praying for him. You know, it, it was all about. Pre- it wasn't nothing about sports no more. I was there. Right. That was life. that was scary to watch. My right. I didn't have no mm-hmm. chief gear on. All I hear scriptures about the Lord. So, but you don't you don't know why you didn't wear Chiefs. You you just you just decided a, to wear that shirt, but you didn't right, know why. Right, right. I was led to not just wear my ministry stuff. Uh, the Lord, already, Lord knows everything. So when that happened, I said, "Okay, now, Lord, now I see." Oh my God! So I said, "Well, I'm going to the house." You know, time I minister, I always have my. But this time, I just put on emergency prayers. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Get all the scriptures on it. And people looking at my T-shirt like. Huh. Mm-hmm. No coincidences, my, right? No coincidences. No coincidences. Uh, on my birthday last year, you know, I was going to get out of town, catch a train, you know, go somewhere else. Some went to the train station down there, new <laughs> station. I said, uh, checked on the uh, schedules, and I was like, heard like, don't go. It's ain't the right time to go. Oh. So I'm out. Later on, watching the news, train derailment. That was my birthday, June 27. That train when seven oh. people died. That was, I was, that's where I was headed. That, that's where I was. Yeah. Wow. And then the Boston Marathon, I hadn't been in a while. I said, well, I'm going to go. I, ain't, I didn't qualify. I'm going to go wear my Superman, hang mm-hmm. out at the fish line. So I was, uh. I was thinking about that. Then I heard, looking for another race. So I went to the Barnes and Nobles on the plaza. Okay. I got to run this book. I'm thumbing through. I seen the Superheroes Marathon. In, 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 in Los Angeles, I said, wow, I'm in my alley because I'm doing Superman anyway. Uh-huh. So I went through and stayed. So our, our marathon was a week before the Boston. Okay. The Boston marathon came around. My phone rang, Michael, are you okay? You're not in Boston. I said, no, nah, I'm in Hollywood. They put the bomb where I was going to hang out. Oh, man. That's, no where, I was, that's where I was going to hang out, right? Finish and, I, and I tell people, God, I protect So all these years I've been running, I, I think, wow, I've been on a lot of trains. And I've been mm-hmm. on a plane. And, 
bus and running and to not to be involved in accident divine protection. Mm-hmm. That's it. Wow. 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 So do you ever have, do you have anybody that travels with you regularly or do you go to all these things? By I yourself? go and, and people, I meet up with people. <laughs> no, I know you meet up with people and people know you, but I mean, does, do you have, do you have anybody that team, not, not, goes? Uh, no. no? I, I vision to have a team one day, you know. Yeah. You know, this time, when I'm town, this time, I'm on a, I'm on a train headed to Kentucky, and I, I was sitting there, and my phone, my phone's getting a little low. And God sitting behind me, you know how they be eating all noise, rapping, you know, you know. Yes. I said, this is a noise. <laughs> <laughs> so he gets something with the rapping. He looks up, Pastor Wheeler. Minister Free and I know. Yes. And he came up, put some money in my hand, and we fellowship. We, we did a Facebook live. Yeah. Like, like, like small world, you know. Yes, on a bus to Kentucky. Mm-hmm. So, do you have a, a regular home church in Kansas City? Well, I do my my ministry called Salvation Now House of Prayer. It's, it's like what a, now? Salvation Now House of Prayer. Okay. And it's like my own little house church. Okay. And then I visit different churches, and I've got a pastor friend across the street. Right now, I'm on I'm evangelist mode. Mm-hmm. I'm just traveling, mm-hmm. preaching. And when the door so, open, I go in and share my testimony. What's the best verse in the Bible? I like, what's what he hit me now is, is, is uh, redeeming the time for the days of evil. And that's what I'm doing, doing even now because at this critical hour, And like please yes it too the time the third chapter that's my first message please yes the third chapter and my message Ecclesiastes the third chapter third chapter uh-huh. okay a time to heal you know a time yeah. to give yeah and what what touched me I was riding my bicycle I was eight years old I seen this church and it had a clock it said do you have any time for Jesus <laughs> so that was the title of my first message do you have any time for Jesus at, at how old how old were you. I was eight years eight old. Years then. old. But okay. when I first first matches I was thirty three when I finally surrendered to preach. Oh, so your first sermon was I thought you said you preached at eight. No, I just 33. Saw, I saw that okay. the, the clock that convicted me as a kid. Oh. But I remember that saying, Do you have any time for Jesus? And it was it circled the clock, the message. Mm-hmm. Oh wow. Mm-hmm. All right, so we're going to take another quick break here, and then when we come back, I want to get into the actual testimony. I want to get to know where it was and when it was that you found Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and you decided that this was going to be your calling for the rest of your life. We're going to get into that next as we get close to wrapping up episode 32 of the Papa Ron Podcast. You're listening to the Papa Ron Podcast. Welcome. Keep up to date on new podcasts, discussion topics, and future guests. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Search Papa Ron Podcast and be sure to like and leave a comment. Now back to the show. Here again are your hosts, Ronnie Phillips and Jillian Gregg. Papa Ron Podcast also brought to you by Clean AF. Clean polish protects specifically formulated to protect and beautify surfaces, including plastic, vinyl, rubber, and carbon fiber. Water-resistant formulation is safe to use on gloss and matte finishes and makes the cleanup process easier by forming a durable coating that repels mud, dirt, and debris. Apply and lightly buff to a dry sheen. Perfect for all power sports enthusiasts. Purchase online at cleanabsolutelyflawless.com or in-store at Dell's Power Sports in Grain Valley, Missouri. All right. Um, I also got to make an apology. I made a boneheaded move. You know, it's just been chaos this entire week here in my house. and Or, I'm sorry, <laughs> here at RP Global 
headquarters. Uh, anyway, uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh-huh. I think you say that every week. But. I try to. I try to fit it in wherever I can. I think I've missed a couple weeks. No, I so. mean you say it's chaos. Oh, chaos here. Yes, yeah, it's, al- it's right? always chaos at, at RP Enterprises Global Headquarters. Yes, and this week in particular was was even more chaotic. Yes. And as you guys know, you guys got here, and I wasn't ready to come in because I was dealing with kids. Yeah, and then I went and formatted <laughs> the SD cards um, that are right here, but yeah. they're not. They are. <laughs> They are the cards that I pulled from the trail camera that I had on the lease pond that was scouting the geese that I was hunting, which means they're the 32 gig and the 16 gig cards and not the 128 gig cards. So So. we have audio version and some video version and we're rolling video right now. So uh, if you are uh, wondering by because you're watching, like, why is the video keep cutting out? It's because yours truly is a knucklehead and didn't put in the right SD cards. But we, okay. we're, we're fixed and we're good to move forward. Back with Michael Wheeler, Casey Superman, and super honored. I know that you had to jump through some hoops to get here today to the global headquarters of RP Enterprises. <laughs> I'm so um, glad you did. And I'm glad that, you know, obviously because of who you are and the notoriety you got, you're able to get through our security very, very easily. <laughs> and that was comforting to know because I didn't want them to mess with you yeah. too much, especially if you showed up dressing like Superman. They're yeah. like, what is this freak show? Um <laughs> But no, seriously, it is honor to have you here. And I have so much respect and admiration for how devoted and committed you are to the Lord and um, in your mission to spread the good word. But that you didn't just come out that way. You weren't just born and said, this is what I'm going to set my heart to do. Mm-hmm. So at what point was it something that was... Uh, that was, um, how do I ask this? So was it something that you grew up with with your, was your family, very mm-hmm. stout Christians or how did this whole thing come together? Yeah. Like when I was born, that's all I knew is church. My, my dad was a pastor, mm. my grandfather, four uncles, one, two, yeah, four of them were pastors. One of them, it wasn't a pastor. Okay. I counted my dad makes four. So anyway, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Church, morning, you know, stay all day. Yep. Sunday school. Yep. Church, 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 church. So I grew up in the church, and I was saying to myself, I said, wow, Lord, I want to do something different. I don't, I don't, I don't want to be a preacher. <laughs> so I, I started running. These, I started running, and then I started running with these marathons. I said, well, Lord, I could just wear a T-shirt about the Lord. That's how I'm yeah. answering. So, Lord, let me just run all over the nation, the track. For trials on July 84, that's when I surrendered to preach. Well, let me back up. Uh, I had thought that I was like, I was a Christian because I went to church and Sunday school and all that, you know. Mm-hmm. And I remember in the military, I was saying, I cried. I said, Lord, forgive me. I, I done messed around and backslid. Lord, let me know. You messed around what? Backslid. Backslid. Back, backslide, like a Christian backslide. Oh, oh, gotcha, you know, gotcha, like, gotcha. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. So he let me know that I hadn't. Actually, in a way, right. I, I never been saved. I was just <laughs> good old religious boy, you know. But it was, I cried out after going through what I went through, you know, in the military, yeah. with the marriage. I remember crying. I said, I said Look, touch me, Lord. Okay, right? Put the spirit in me right in my house. Save me. And then I went to the church, got baptized in the Holy Spirit. Uh-huh. And Lord put my heart, hit the streets, son. And what got me hit in the streets was uh, he had some terrible tragedies in my life, in my family. Well, my uncle was murdered on the streets of Kansas City. That was back in the, the late 60s. Okay. My, my cousin, my niece got murdered. 
my nephew and a and a cousin. So all this they all got murdered in yeah, Kansas City. Uh huh. So it hit me to take it to the streets. Mm. So, Can, but before we go past that, mm-hmm. if you don't mind me asking, and mm-hmm. I know that every every one of those family members who you lost, which by the way, I'm so mm-hmm. terribly saddened to hear, yeah. um, they all have their own story, and, right. and, and and telling each one of those stories could go on forever. Right. But was there was there an issue that um, was there a collective issue that that was the reason for the deceased? When were they involved well, with drugs yeah, or crime no. or? Okay, my, my uncle, he was going merely going. Leaving the bank to get some money out for his daughter to send to college. I guess some guy watched him and oh. and father and shot him. Mm. Then my uh my cousin was driving along with Priscilla and got, got shot. He died. Then my uh, my niece got into a crawl with a fight with this girl and she came out stabbed her to death. Mm. You know, and then we had a uh mm. my uh my nephew, well he, he was in New York. He he was a uh, Dean at, at this college, but anyway, oh, wow. he, he was doing this, this, this research on, I guess, terrorism. But well, we didn't we didn't discover his body in the Hudson Bay River. Oh my! And the people that do the autopsy, yeah, yeah, and they do the thing like a Panam one one that did special. Yeah, found out he was in the DNA that was him. So all these tragedies, and that's when I felt my my true calling to the streets. Hmm. That's when I started. Hitting the streets preaching. So you you said before that you grew up in church mm-hmm. and you thought you were saved because mm-hmm. you were a pastor's kid and yeah, you grew right, up in right. church and you you mm. just thought you did all the right things, right, but right. you really weren't. Right, I was just religion. Just religion. And see, my heart, because a lot of people like me, because they do, they go, they do that, you know, and they, they really think they really saved, you know. Yeah. So I can really identify with them being lost like that. So that's why... I take this radicalness <laughs> to the streets. <laughs> but see, this, this man got something I don't, you know. Right, mm-hmm. right. Hmm. So when you um, got saved, you, you this was after the the, the divorce and the issues mm-hmm. with in mm-hmm. the military, mm-hmm. and you felt like the calling after all the family members who had passed tragically, right. you felt it, the Lord talking to you that you needed to take your um you needed to take it to the streets, the right. mission to the mm-hmm. streets. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes, sir. So I'm gonna have a tough time asking this question, but um I felt so guilty because I thought like this was some crazy dude. Mm-hmm. And so have you ever been have you ever questioned like is this is this being counterproductive? I mean, I know that, and, and you've told some stories now that's opened mm-hmm. my eyes to mm-hmm. the ways of which that you know it's brought notoriety to you mm-hmm. and it's brought attention to you. And then once people have actually had the opportunity to listen mm-hmm. and find out what the purpose is behind dressing up as Superman, mm-hmm. that it's given you the credibility. But have you ever questioned yourself, like, is this too radical? Right. Is this is this actually making me look like a freak show mm-hmm. to where people aren't going to take me seriously? Are they not going to take my the, mm-hmm. the actual Jesus? Christ right. our Lord and Savior seriously because mm-hmm. I'm going this to this extent to right right, right. see that's, that's how I, I was getting that way I said like went to Tennessee went to Tennessee I was like had my plain clothes on missing I said go change over go to a basketball game put put, put, put the Superman I fit on and people was drawn you know they're drawn and every time I tried to <laughs> but Lord said this this is part of you and you teaching people to be they self, 
you can be a, a, a powerful, sold-out believer and be radical. So even like what's going on with Kansas City right now, we get notoriety. We get people. I mean, NFL. You got the Super Bowl, women's soccer. We get all these mm-hmm. good things coming, but it's like uh, I think that's good. Getting the whole world news on. So, but my focus now is getting the word to the nation. Got the soccer, you know, world soccer. See, mm-hmm. all these are platform, worldwide platform. Yeah. And I said, stay in your mode. I, I let you know you can go in and out, but but you let me know. I'm gonna start getting invitations to places that I never thought I'd be. Yeah, you know. Yeah, you know. Even like in Hollywood, I went to the marathon. I was taking pictures with movie stores. They're like, "Come in, take pictures with this." I didn't know who they were. <laughs> 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 you know, it, 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 oh, I love and that. And I said, "So you minister?" Another time I was there, it, it had a movie out. I've got movie. Tom, no, Tom Cruise and and, and Morgan Freeman was there. But anyway, I was preaching over across the street, and I said, "Folks." Uh, you want you want to be a free man? Let Jesus come help. Anyway, it relate with the music, with the oh, movie. Oh yeah, and they're coming out out of the, out of the Academy Award place. <laughs> oh my goodness! But, uh, oh, then I went to Compton, California. You know that's notorious for uh, mm. yeah. gangs so there. Yeah. yeah, and I'm running with my red and blue, and a guy saw me. Come here, dude. Where you from? <laughs> OG, I said, I'm Kansas City. He said, dude, do you realize you at the headquarters of the Bloods and the Crips and you got on red and blue? He said, ain't nobody been out here preaching before? I said, you got one now. They all hugged me. They was cheering up and I prayed for them. I told my sister, I said, brother Michael, you can go anywhere now. You've been initiated. You came back alive wearing red and blue. <laughs> In and out of Compton and red and blue yeah. and you're, you came out alive. Yeah. You have had to have had mm-hmm. some close encounters with death. Yes. Sir. Uh, I mean, you don't, you, I mean, you've already talked about getting hit over the head with the board. You, you, you alluded to getting no hit with a pipe. Um, you don't go into Compton into even parts of downtown Kansas city that are very dangerous and don't come really close to death. So maybe share some of those experiences. Oh, I share one just fresh. In fresh. Con- like how fresh? Wow. Eight nine days ago. Eight oh nine my days gosh! Ago. Come in a little closer to yeah, the microphone. Yeah, return it. Yeah, yeah. I was in mm-hmm. Kentucky. I like to, you know, I like to, I like to have fun. Like when I was in California, I had my football. I threw it out in the, by the the beach and it, and it came back with the waves. So uh-huh. I'm down there in Kentucky by the Kentucky Lake. So, so I'm gonna try that here. So I, I threw it over in the lake, and it started drifting away, away. I said, "Football, come back." Said, come to me, and, 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 and it started coming closer. Then we went on the other side. I went on the other side, and it was drifting. And then it started coming closer. Now there's a rail right here, so I climbed over to the rail and I went down. And I was by the hands reach for oh, it. Oh my god! And the, uh, I said, "Wow!" So I reached and I slipped into the to the lake, and uh, <laughs> and it was kind of slippery. So I got the football. And I was trying to climb out. I slipped back in. And and I tried again, slipped back in. So I threw the ball and it hit the rail. <laughs> like like a like a like a field goal. And it oh. went it went right back in there and drifted away. Oh no. So I so I, I found a branch and I climbed out, you know. It was like it was a carrying or someone trying to carry me on. 
<laughs> you went through all of this over a football. Yeah, football. <laughs> this is not that I was thinking the story that you were going to tell. I was thinking you were going to be tell me but, about but, being at gunpoint or something, yeah, and but, you basically but, drowned but, to death because you were rescuing a football. But but it's out there. It's like it's a miracle. It's like you got Jesus on it. Yeah. The cheese. It may be there for the next person to thinking about. Somebody thinking so about it was a sentimental. It was very sentimental it's to you. Yeah. And it got that for you know. And I was praying. I said, I was going to share that testimony how I came back. I was that close. So I, <laughs> I, I almost didn't come back. Okay. Oh well, um, I'm glad you survived that close encounter with death. Yeah. Not the story I was looking for, though. I'm talking about when you're out there oh, ministering, oh, yeah. though, into the city. I was in Seattle. Was after me. I had a team, a couple team with me. We were out there ministering and preaching. Kind of rough part of the city. And as I was going through there, somebody... I heard a gun fire. Pop, yeah. And like they hit like the pole, I said, wow. So instead of getting free, I got bold. I ran toward, I said, where are you at? I said, repent, come to Jesus. Come. But I felt God's presence. I felt the angels come. And it got real quiet. Like, huh. like the guy was scared. They they left. I don't know. <laughs> wow. And I, yeah, I, I had a guy pull a knife on me. After I got, my, one week after the hospital, recuperated. So I had to go back to my corner. I said, God, be the glory. And this guy came by and said, man, I'm tired of y'all preachers. He pulled his pants leg, he had a holster. He said, man, I'm going to stab you. I said, go ahead. I showed him my wound. Go ahead. I said, make my day. I said, sudden death, sudden glory. He said, man, you crazy. And he got away from me <laughs> because I was under anointing. But if I had been in my flesh, I'd be probably back to the hospital mm. again. Yeah. I had a lot of encounters. Have you ever had to um, defend yourself? In other words, have you got into a physical altercation? Because, you know, like, you know, the Bible says, you know, turn your cheek, you know, like, do you just let them beat the hell out of you? Or do you actually fight for yourself? Almost. I was in Oban, Kansas, 10th and Central. And I'm doing doing a ministry. A friend of mine sitting there watching me. So this guy came by, came by. Oh, gee, I don't want to hear that. Get the step. I said, I ain't going, going nowhere. He said, I said, get the step. He went to swing on me, and I went up in a stance like Bruce Lee. I don't know how my leg did. I feel. <laughs> and then, um, because, and, 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 yeah, and he, and he walked away. And my friend said, Brother William, do you know karate? I said, nope, but Jesus does. But, 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 I guess oh that guy, God. he looked at that phone. He said, shoot. Oh, gee, come here, put something on me, so I better, I better walk away while I can. Yeah, like, oh, I don't want to be embarrassed. He was so... I, I, yeah, I just, <laughs> it, it was hilarious. Oh my gosh, that is so well. You know funny. what, though, I mean, no, but Jesus does. That, uh-huh. that is true, and that sounds like that's a joke, and that's funny. Yeah. But I mean, you you can get supernatural strength. Strength, yeah. You mm-hmm. the, the same way because I've heard of people like, right. like, um, I just had a lady telling me the other day, or telling a group of us the other day about that she was in another country as mm-hmm. a missionary. And she didn't speak their language, mm-hmm. but the, but she, she did, mm-hmm. but she didn't know what she was saying. And it wasn't, it wasn't speaking in tongues. It was speaking in their native language and she couldn't hold on. A, she couldn't do a back and forth conversation, but the Lord put the words in her mouth and she spoke them and she didn't even know what she was saying, I know. but the people understood her because right. it was their language, their language, but she didn't know what she said. I heard testimony like that. Yeah. And I, I was skeptical. Mm-hmm. Until I experienced them. I got an invitation to Japan and, and Korea. Japan and Korea, okay. Paid free. 
you know, how does that happen? Before the, you get into okay. that, that just doesn't just happen. Uh, through the Moonies. The what? The Moonies. The Moonies. The, the Mooney group. Uh, okay. What's the name? I can't think of it. I'm, I'm, so I'm, I'm completely yeah, ignorant to what you're talking Moon. about. He, he's this, this leader of Unification Church. Have you heard of that? Mm-hmm. Unification Church? Uh-huh. Mooney or Moody? Yeah. Mo- uh, Mooney. Yeah, Unification I'll look, I'll look Church. I don't, uh-huh. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not familiar. Is that the church up by uh, Worlds of Fun? No. Oh, oh, I don't know. Was worldwide. I can't think of the leader's name. Is Kim Young Moon, something like that. But okay. he tried. He tried to get people under his denomination. Well, people with Pentecostal pastors were flying, bishops were flying there. Hmm. They paid the Smith. They had a big convention. They're trying to convert over to their religion. Okay, so they're they're unificationists or moonies. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So uh, Lord put my heart, son, just don't eat, just fast and pray, fast and pray. Mm-hmm. So I come out from Mungan, I hit the streets in downtown Tokyo, just in in Superman. No, it's just just regular street uh-huh. attire. Okay. So I started preaching in English. All of a sudden, I started. I didn't know. You didn't know what you're saying. And people was getting around listening. <laughs> and I, I had some Bible tracks in, in Japan. I passed. Guy came up. He said, man, how long have you been speaking in Japanese? I said, the first time. <laughs> it just came out, you know. He said, man, you, you was preaching. Yeah. I experienced that, you know. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You know? So this this interview is bringing a lot back to me. Stuff that I experienced. Uh-huh. I hadn't, hadn't shared in quite a while. But. And when was, you know, when was that? This was back in like about 80, something about 80. 88. Hmm. Did you come close to getting into any trouble because you were doing that? I mean, that's a co- so you were in Tokyo, right? Uh-huh. That's, is that yeah, not yeah, communist? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 No, dude, I had more freedom there than in America. Oh, no. Wow. But uh, you mentioned that uh, the Super Bowls, you know, I go every year. Mm-hmm. And one year, I went to some city, and they were like waving me in like I was a part of They had the gate open. I said, no, I better not do that. They find out I'm not a part. But anyway, when I went to Tampa, this year's breath. I've got who's playing, but I, I go every year for orders for Chiefs go. So I got there in Tampa. It's not as big as Miami, and they had the yachts out. People, yeah, eat all this. Yeah. So anyway, I got down there. and Had my, I didn't have Superman. I just had the cape in Kansas City Chiefs shirt on. Okay. So I got down. I said, "Where are you going?" I said, "I'm going to run around the stadium like I do every Super Bowl." I said, well, we can't let you do it just because you know the security is really tight and everything. So one of the police said. Uh, do you got a ticket? I said, I don't have a ticket. Another police said, you mean your God didn't give you a ticket? Another police said, no, he God didn't give him a ticket. The lady police officer, she said, no, he got. I was like, wow, they're unprofessional. They really were like mocking. So I said, okay, son, regroup. Go back to your hotel. So my hotel was about eight blocks away. I ran back to my hotel. He said, give me some prayer. I'm praying and praying and praying. He said, now go back. I went back, and when I got back to the stadium, you hear all the people coming out the stadium. I'm walking towards the stadium. So I walk right in the stadium, and, and there's one big officer standing there in the police. Like he should be in a football player. He had his arm like nobody. Could. He turned his head, and I ran down the step. I ran on the field, and I, and I was running on the field. He was interviewing the uh, the, the players that just, just won the Super Bowl. Oh, my god! And, and I, I, I had my flag. I had my, my Jesus flag. And I seen him look like, what's good? So... <laughs> I went on the field, <laughs> and they went on, and they tackled me on the field uh, to the police, and they welcomed me out. I said, buddy, I don't know how you got through all this security. 
well, we get you outside. We taking you to jail. They got me outside. I said, "You free to go? You know, you you free to go, sir." <laughs> they didn't want to report that the man walked. So anyway, I'm at the Greyhound station. I had my banner rolled up, my suitcase. Lady kept looking at me and said, "Sir, is that a banner?" I said, "Yeah." So can I see it? I unrolled and said, "Oh, do the guys on Super Bowl for you?" I said, "That oh was me." Oh my gosh! <laughs> but see, Lord, okay, you mock. Well, Lord had to laugh. Laugh. Also, okay, right? Because uh, they 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 were mocking. If yeah. I, if I'm understanding it, the, they the cops were mocking you, saying, "Oh, your God didn't get you, you a ticket. My, my, my. Your God didn't yeah, get yeah, you yeah. a ticket." And then you went back. I and went ended back. Up on the field. Lord, Lord got me in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm conflicted. I, I, I know I'm, you. you, 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 you I, I'm <laughs> I'm really conflicted with this. You, you, you gonna take it back and say, "Yeah, he is super nice." <laughs> no, but, I mean but, I know but, that it's but, coming but, from a good place but, for but, sure. But something that I have a hard time. This is my calling. Uh-huh. You know, take the foolish thing and confound the wise. Now, them police make it say behind that. E- even the, the lawyer that gave me all them, the judge that gave me all the years. Matter of fact, the one that gave me three years, judge, well known judge, I ain't gonna name his name. I see him at a mall. I said, Judge, I have no hard feelings about the time you gave me in jail. So the newsman called me and said, Michael, the judge, Jeep. Turned over, he died. You mm. know, you know, and everybody said, "Man, you sue." So I didn't, I didn't sue. I just put it in prayer. I prayed about uh-huh. it. Mm-hmm. So, so you were sentenced to three years in prison? Yeah, three and a half years. But, but we got out in two weeks. We got out in two weeks. It's all the newspaper for the Super Bowl incident. Now, this this is a like like preaching on. Oh, this okay. is like preaching in Westport back in '86. Okay. Oh, okay. okay. Mm-hmm. A long time ago. Mm-hmm. Okay. 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 Yeah. So I the that story. the judge that convicted you for that. Yeah. Died shortly after yeah, giving after. you your sentence. A year after. Mm-hmm. And you were only incarcerated for two weeks. Right, right. Uh, mm-hmm. So was it because he died, then a new judge came in and was able to free you from your, your time? How did you get okay. out? The, the, the same judge gave me, what happened? Gave me the three and a half years. So me and my, my friend, another brother, just get rested together. We praying all night, like Book of Acts, praying in tongues. And so anyway, uh, <laughs> the judge said, hey, what's all noise? I said, we, we praying now. So the next day, the judge called the judge and said, uh, I want to see Wheeler and Tucker back in my chambers. I got people in front of my house praying. They come to my courtroom praying. We, we, they get knocked today. So so, so, so he, he released us that day. He released us. Okay. Because uh-huh. you were being annoying. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And, 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 and the minister friend, they were, they, they were like in front of the courthouse praying uh-huh. over the boy who decided, free Michael Wheeler. Oh, <laughs> oh my. Yeah. Been around a long time. So I, I'm going to need some explanation on something that I'm conflicted with. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and this is maybe an opportunity where you can witness to me, I guess. Okay. Okay. Um, I, uh, you... When you went on that field for the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. is it my understanding then that you knew that you were doing something illegal to get in there? Like you mm-hmm. knew that you were going to run the risk. Like yeah. when you're in Westport, right. you're on public property, you're doing your thing. Mm-hmm. Like there's, I can understand why you would have right, a reason right, to right. dispute. But in this particular case, right, right. Yeah. you're trying to break and bend the rules yeah. to do something and ov- you're trying to do it in the glory of God, but isn't it sinful to do it in the way that you're doing it? Yeah. I look back on that. I had more zeal than reason. Yeah. But the Lord, he, he honored it. Even though in my early stage and it's been, been a Christian, I said, okay, you're a prophet. 
they're trying to mock me, but I use you to go in to really, it's like a testimony, but, but I'm looking back on it now. I wouldn't do it. Yeah. Now, yeah. Fair enough. And I'm glad you clarified that. Yeah. I don't want to send the wrong message out to people who have the zeal of Christianity that you have, that it's okay to commit crime or go against the law and to do that. Right. 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 Yeah. Like even like when they had the big protest, like Black Lives Matter, I went down Ferguson because in my heart, like, wow, they be thinking I'm trying to mock the, the murder of Michael Brown, mm-hmm. but it was, as I went, people came and took pictures of him and kind of it eased the tension. They, they interviewed me on different TV stations there in, in St. Louis and hit it on Twitter and everything. And, and I was like, "Wow, well, this, 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 this!" And I think about Jeremiah or his calling, you know, things he had to do, you know, mm-hmm. walking around naked, you no. Know. But I got a book out. It's called the Casey Superman story called "The Butt Naked Truth." Uh, the butt naked uh-huh. truth. Okay, <laughs> from a real. Where can I, you find that book? It's on Amazon. Casey Sigmund's story. I was in coming from New York. I'm downtown St. Louis preaching by the ark. So the police pulled us. Hey, what's going on? I said, oh, so I'm preaching the gospel. He said, Now nah, here, he got a handcuff me. He put me in the wagon, took me to what? the local jail. So I said, Lord, here we go again. So I started preaching in jail. So this is about the funniest testimony. So two jailers came in. What's going on now? I said, now, officer, I'm preaching the gospel in your jail cell. They said, well, shut up. I said, now, wait a minute now. If I can't preach in your jail cell, your street corner, I said, don't arrest me no more. I said, come on now. I said, you're a troublemaker. So they hit me in the stomach with the bloody club. I said, he hit the, you with the club? Yeah, yeah, in my stomach, you know. That's, you know, trying to silence me. Anyway, he gave me a big old bag. I said, what's this for? It's for your clothes. Take your clothes. So all my clothes, I'll put in the bag. I'm butt naked. They marched me down down the hallway. They put me in the cell, and they turned the air conditioning on. They told me they could put me in the cooler, so I didn't know what the cooler was. So I got that thought like a meat cooler. So I sat down in the cold steel bunk, butt naked. I said, Jesus, I'm butt naked, Father. I'm just trying to do your will. Mm. I heard these words. Shall your nakedness separate you from my love? I said, no, sir, Lord. I stood up and I began to preach the butt naked truth in that jail cell. <laughs> naked truth, and then then the oh other, other two goodness. guys in other other cell. I said, "Y'all guys over there, y'all want to get saved?" He said, "Yeah, we want to get saved." He said, "Man, if you can preach butt naked, man, we want to get saved." I led them to the Lord. Oh wow! Long story short, they released me later, and I went on by my business. Never had no court date or nothing on that. Then I put my heart, write the book, your title, The Butt Naked Truth, show your testimonies. It, it came yeah. out It came out the same week that the, the pandemic started, the book came out. Mm, there it yes, is. Uh, yeah, I'm going to have to put the link on that in the mm-hmm. description of this podcast, and I'll put the graphic up in the video version of this as well. Mm-hmm. In fact, they're probably seeing it right now as we're talking. Mm-hmm. Um, so when, um, and you're going to have to remind me, you said his name, the person who was... Um, who was killed by the police in St. Louis. Uh, Michael Brown. Michael Brown. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, so when that whole fiasco took place, what part of St. Louis was that? That was Ferguson. Ferguson. Ferguson thank yeah. you. Yeah. I was drawing a blank on that. So you felt compelled to go there during the protest. And mm-hmm. so um, you didn't drive here today. No, you didn't drive here. How did you get to, have you not 
have you always not driven or no, did you stop I, driving recently? I, or? Stopped, I haven't owned a car in about, about 20 years. I just hopped on the bus and go running or train. Just, yeah. Because so you don't want a car? Like you don't want well, the hassle of it? You don't want the, the care of it? Or you, you just... It's a combination. Then okay. I just live a simple life. Yeah. And then if... <laughs> okay. So did you take the train to Ferguson then? I took a, a bus. A, a bus. bus yeah. And doing 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 the marches. He was talking. He was talking about doing. I, I said, "Yeah." I just talked to him. I said, "Now, you can do things the right way. You don't have to do the wrong way." I talked to him, you know. And then the police chief came over. and said, "Hey, it's up there. Some shooting a couple blocks over." I was right in the midst of the, all that the tear gas. I was there, and that, that's what I'm called. In, in in Dallas, Texas, when the killed the fire police mm -hmm. showed up there. I said, go. I was taking pictures with the officers and, and encouraging them mm. in the city. Uh, I've been so many places. I don't know. <clears throat> mm -hmm. You're like that song, I've Been Everywhere, Man. <laughs> you know that song? <laughs> you need your own version. <laughs> I, yeah, I did a video. <laughs> I'm going to ask a question, and it's not intended to be controversial, mm -hmm. uh, but it's it could be. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I apologize in advance, yeah. yes, but sir. it's 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 going to deal with you. Look, mm -hmm. I don't know much about the city, mm -hmm. the inner city. Okay. You've gone to the city. You've yes. talked about the Lord sending you to the places of which family members have been tragically mm -hmm. killed. Mm -hmm. So you know, for lack of better words, the hood, mm -hmm. right? Like yeah. you, you understand the mentality. Right. I don't. Mm -hmm. um, and I think in today's society, there's a lot of talking and not a lot of listening. Mm -hmm. And and I want to do more listening to understand why there is because right now I don't I don't necessarily agree based on what I know and what I feel mm -hmm. the the um, the backlash or the rioting or the protesting that takes place during mm -hmm. these events and in the um, <clears throat> the looting and the destruction of the property and the things that happens along those lines and it sounds like mm -hmm. based on what I'm hearing you have the same you have the same mentality I would say or but you have a, you have an empathy for what these people are feeling but you're wanting to minister to them to understand what would Jesus do? Mm -hmm. Right. And so what I'm trying to understand is what do you get backlash from the people of your race when you are in downtown and it, because there was rioting that happened in Kansas city, mm -hmm. there's people that are breaking into buildings. Right, there's right. looting. When you're, when you go and talk to them, are you positioning yourself to having those people turn against you? I think that's, Does it, my, am I asking the question yeah. right? Cause I'm feeling really uncomfortable asking the question. Uh, uh, I, no. I don't know. It's like uh, when I, when I'm there, okay, like I, I almost made some young people angry because I spoke truth. They was down there like my F the police, F this, F that. Mm -hmm. You know, I said, uh, I'm going to say something to you. You F in this police, you F in the president, you F in that. I said, what if one day you need a police and it don't show up? Mm -hmm. I said, you need to be careful. All the police ain't evil, you know, just like all the preachers ain't evil. All the blacks ain't evil. No. Right. You know, I mean, I said, you saying black lives matter? I said to her, if black lives matter, why are we killing one another? Mm -hmm. If black lives matter, why are we aborting our own babies? Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, like, yeah, they don't want to yeah, hear yeah. So, so Nobody I, wants to hear them. I, I, and I'm not, I was, because I was going to say, I, yeah, they don't want to hear that. I didn't I want that to be taken like. I was saying it was not, just that group of people. Right, right, right. No one people, wants to hear with the hard truth. Yeah. Yes, no one and, wants to hear the hard truth. I guess that's what yeah. I was called to do. Cause, and the best day, I, I could have got stabbed again, but 
But what really touched my heart, uh, I go out there confronting young kids. I play football with them, just show love. So, so young man's teacher found me on Facebook. I said, Superman, you confronted this young guy because they was making YouTubes about beating each, each other and putting on YouTube. And you told him he got a good brain. So he wrote an essay about me confronting him. Oh. And out of 5,000 essays, he won top 20. Oh, my and, gosh. And they had like a lunch in, in, in North Kansas City for kind citizens. Mm -hmm. So he picked me. He read it. Aww. You know, and uh, got a medical medal. And it just touched my heart. Now he's on his way to college. Aww. He ain't game banging. And the police told me, said, Superman, you keep coming, man. You're making a difference down That's here. That's right. With the young kids. It's true. I know, and back in the 80s, the kids used to hang out and just fight, you know, just, then they got uh, better, and then, you know. Mm -hmm. I guess I'm like a soldier in the, in the, in the, <laughs> in the Lord's Army. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You ever get scared or intimidated, or are you so, so comforted by the strength of the Lord that you don't feel that anymore? I don't feel that anymore. After I had got <clears throat> stabbed, it's like, as I got stabbed, I went through that process. It's like a, well, put me on a different level. I don't fear, you know, no more. Yeah. Right. Fear of the Lord, not the fear of man. Right, right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Have you ever had, mm -hmm. uh, so you've talked about being stabbed a couple of times. Mm -hmm. um, what about gun crime? Have you ever gotten close to being shot or had been held at gunpoint? Just, just shot at it in, in uh, Seattle. Oh, that one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. then, then in L.A., somebody had shot. Went over my head or something. <laughs> Right, but nobody's like actually pointed a gun at you, and only when I was in L.A., I was under by Skid Row, and I was playing my little music box, and a guy came up, he unplugged it, he said, "Let's see, I'm pretty good." So he's still walking away with my Walkman, you know, Walkman back in the day, walking away with my Walker. And I was like, mm. I was like, mm, Lord, I man got my equipment. I heard the spirit of the Lord say, "Get it back." Oh <laughs> I, my! I said, "I said, stop!" Oh my! <laughs> I said, "Bring it back. That don't belong to you." He came back shaking, and he gave it to me, and he walked away, turned the corner. I went, Phew. I said, wow, this worked. You know, I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I spoke the word over me, you know. Yeah. But uh, I had some, some close encounters. Uh-huh. Wow. So you mentioned that, like, when, you know, you, you gave an example of being on the bus mm -hmm. to Kentucky, and you mm -hmm. saw a preacher that you knew, and he gave you some yes. money and the love gifts and the mm -hmm. donations and things. So how often does that happen? It happened. Yeah. Pretty regular. Yeah. Even like when I went went to Vegas, I hopped on the train one way. I knew I should be there. So I'm doing my run and, you know, <laughs> you know, supporting the Chiefs. And I'm out and friends coming out, people taking pictures. One lady came up. I get a picture with her. I said, yeah, sure. I said, wow, you, your face looks familiar. She said, I'm, I'm Mahomes' mother. Because <laughs> Randy, Randy Mahomes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Randy, oh Randy. it was? Another fans, fans coming out. I said, too many ways. I said, well, I'm the I get a bus back on here to cash up. So, so I got, I had this jacket made. It's a, here you probably seen the can, called Bubble Jackson. You got K, Kansas City on it. Uh -huh, yeah. it's, it's really colorful. It got all the cheese color. Uh -huh. So I'm going to get my ticket. I walk into Greyhound, you know, and we just beat Vegas team. And the ticket man looked at me. He said, security, security, I mean, security. I'm like, whoa, what's going on? <laughs> security come running, man and lady. He said, what's up? Look at that guy's jacket. He want me to sell him a ticket to Kansas City 
They just beat our team. They just said, shaking their head. You know, I said, I said oh, man, you, you got some humor, man, but don't. <laughs> oh, my God. Not flashback. Can't say I said, I'm getting it again. Yeah. Right. Uh, you mentioned earlier that you broke your ankle running. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But is is that your only running injury? Like 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 you you haven't had knees replaced, you mm-hmm. haven't had hips replaced, Mm-mm. you haven't no, nothing. You're all original. Both both of my injuries was on a plaza by the fountain. The, the, uh, the, in fifty years, first injury I was playing football, going out for a pass, and that bench by the fountain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a heck of a defense because it didn't move. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I ran into it. Then I I got this. What, that's what they call it. What are your 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 muscles and your blood crackle anyway? I got real bad muscle cramps. I had to go. Oh, lactic uh, acid. Yeah, I think that's yeah. what. Yeah, so I went, yeah. So over two weeks, I got good and went went to Hollywood and ran my my best time. Oh but, wow! But then another one, which was uh, last year, I just got back from uh, L.A. Super Bowl. You know, yeah. LA and, yeah. Hi-Fi Stadium. I, I call it so, Wi-Fi. So, so far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wi-Fi Stadium. <laughs> so, so I know I was all over Hollywood. I went to Capitol where they make the record. Yeah. I was all over preaching. Look for my son, give a warning. I cried out loud to repent. Mm-hmm. And uh, security came out. Sir, uh, we got billionaires living around here. You need to move along. I said, sir, the up and the otters need the Lord, just like the down and the otters. You know, mm. I was on a train ministering. So that Monday, it was a nice day. So I'm going for a run. Got my football, I'm running through the uh, plaza. And got soup and throw your pass. So I went deep. And all of a sudden, that's when I guess I stepped in the hole and went. Oh, crap. snapped it. And my, my ankle, my whole ankle was pointed this way. Oh, no. Mm. <laughs> so, y'all screaming. so people gathered around, just like a, a movie, probably about 30 or 40 people. Uh-huh. Then my friend, then he like, oh, my God, oh, my God. We need an ambulance to call the ambulance. Uh. And, what, and my football right beside me, why wait no ambulance? I said, anybody want to go out for a pass? Uh. <laughs> I got a man on, on my foot. So the ambulance came, and they took me right across the street. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, oh, oh, yeah. Yes. I said, I could have hopped across the street, uh, saved $500. Save, yeah. yeah. So when I came in, the nurses and stuff would see me coming in, like, he was, like, grabbing me because it looked, looked so gruesome, so... They got me and fixed me up and then I got on out. But that was one year ago. Mm. And I ran in there prayed like yeah. I, I was on I was on a uh crutches, I was on a walker, <laughs> knee boot, I was on knee scooter. And I'm off all and I feel so good. Oh, I love that. To be be my age and yeah. Come back. Yeah. That's amazing. What's mm. next for you? As we get close to wrapping this up, like I mean you've 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 lived a lot of <laughs> You lived. You've lived quite a life in seventy-two years. What do you have goals or aspirations or something that you want to accomplish before you have no choice but to retire for good? I don't know. People tell me political, but no, I'm gonna stick with, with preaching. But it's kind of funny. Uh, Sly James, he's he's come to our meetings. We had we had a, a, a group called the uh, uh, People's Movement. So Sly James used, used to come back then. I said, "It's gonna be our next meeting." He said, "Thanks, Lord." Yeah, but he came to mayor. He, even Quentin Lucas used to run these races together, yeah. and now he's he's the mayor. But uh, my goal is just just to get that foundation and, and my vision is like going half the city, in the city, different parts of the city. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of young kids are angry. You know, they a lot of young about their fathers. You know, 
my heart goes out because I, I was fortunate to be raised with the mom and dad, but yeah, a lot of that anger. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of unforgiveness. Mm-hmm. And all these shooting cans said, you know, uh, almost every or week them go by, it's another murder, you know. Mm-hmm. That's, when, that's when my heart cried to see. Kansas City is being real nice, you know, good, nice things, like say, you know, but what is a good city with with all the crime, you know, and murder? You know? So that's what I'm focusing on right now to try to waken some of the past. Come on, bring a team, my cousin. Let's join. Let's do Yeah. Mm. So before we started, I, I told um, Casey Superman who our guest was next week, and he had a pretty good story. Oh, about, about, well, let's use this as an opportunity. Like Apparently, Green. I can't talk, so go yeah. ahead and promote that. <laughs> that Trent That's Green? okay. Trent Green. So oh, ne- yeah. next oh, week, yeah. we get to talk to Trent Green, yeah. former Kansas City quarterback, Kansas yeah. City Chiefs quarterback. And so, of course, you know, I thought, boy, we could probably mention any sports figure name, because I even mentioned Rex Hudler earlier, because we oh, talked yeah. to Ryan LaFever. Uh, and yeah. Oh, yeah, I mean, and he had a story about Rex. Anyway, so the, yeah. but I love the Trent Green story. Yeah. It used to be called Sprint Friend before T-Mobile. So yeah, Sprint Center. I'm out. I just got back doing a documentary. So a friend of mine said, by the way, that's Trent Green still over there. So I ran over to him and said, excuse me, sir, do you know how I throw a football? <laughs> He's still laughing. <laughs> the streets are blocked off. He said, what you want, man? So I'm going right. I'm going to hook left. I'm going deep. And I ran. It's about a 45-year-old. I caught him in the stride, and I ran back. <laughs> I said, Charlie Andy Reed, I'm a free agent. I'm ready to be drafted. <laughs> and, 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 and another part of it, I didn't tell you, how I got it into the football, uh-huh. I had this vision to be a walking in. So I walk out to the facility, and we had Alex Smith. I walk in, I said, hey, Andy, we, you know, I would love to travel Chiefs football team. <laughs> Andy started laughing. The whole team started laughing. I said, dude, just too old and too little. So let's give Alex the ball and watch what happened. I ran what? down the field. I faked out everybody. I went in for the touchdown, and then I woke up. Oh. <laughs> oh, I was, you had me, uh, you had me hook, <laughs> me line, and sinker. Wow, how does that happen? I mean, the power of the Lord has done some pretty remarkable things with this guy. True. I mean, it, why, why wouldn't I believe he could probably compete Qualify. with those guys? Mm-hmm. But I'd be having fun. I'd go to the Super Bowl. They'd be throwing me long pass. I'd be going to catch it. And the fans like, dude, you should be in the Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> but when they found my age, I'm mm-hmm. my grandfather. Mm-hmm. Great Michael great. Wheeler, mm-hmm. it is so cool to meet you, and thank you for taking the time to uh, come out here. <clears throat> I do, before we imparting, want to tell you that uh, the fine folks over at Brown Piercy Cattle Company are going to send you to your doorstep, okay, mm-hmm. four premium thick-cut steaks, four of their famous steak burgers, two family-sized roasts, and four pounds of 93% lean ground beef. Well, so that th- th- for a little bit anyway, little bit, yeah. just a small token of our appreciation okay. for uh, not only taking the time to come in and be a part of this podcast, but also just, hey, on mm-hmm. be- I'm just going to say it on behalf of Kansas City mm-hmm. as a Thank community. You. Thank you for what you do, and Appreciate and uh, because um, and again, I apologize for thinking you were a freak show. I, I <laughs> yeah, I mean, for the people who are on the watching the video version of this, and they already left. You got your cape, right? You got your cape. You got the hat. Yeah, we'll take some. Pictures I'm not. Too. We want to get some pictures, but go ahead and just uh, you got your football there. Uh, this I've never asked this before. Mm-hmm. 
but I feel this on my heart, so I'm just going to do it. I would like for you to pray over this podcast because mm-hmm. Jillian and I have started doing this recently. Okay. And obviously we want to talk to a lot of different people of all walks of life with different compelling stories. Mm-hmm. But the foundation, which is important to us, is the the importance of Christianity. Yes. And uh, doesn't necessarily be that every that every particular episode is about, uh, you know, that. Mm-hmm. But that is the foundation of this episode. So if you wouldn't mind, yeah. I would love for you to pray over us in this podcast podcast and those yes. listening. Well, I thank you for this broadcast. Well, I thank you, Lord, for, for the vision, oh God, for the broadcast, Lord, reaching out and touching the community, different leaders and different walks of life, oh God, that they, they ministering to your people. It's all about love, bringing people together in the spirit of love and, and peace and joy. Knowing them and just bless them, oh God, you, you send the line up, oh God, from the north, south, east, and west. The testimony is going to heal, overcome by the word of our testimony, oh God, and, and it's drawn the people. So we ask this, and you're covering, and we just carefully give you the praise. for We're excited the things you're going to do with this broadcast. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen and amen. Amen and amen. <laughs> that was so freaking cool. My, my friends say cool beans. Go go to the microphone. I can't my, hear you. My friend, I always say cool beans, and I say cool beans, green beans, mashed potatoes, and gravy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right, we're going to wrap it up. Ooh. Thank you so much yeah. for being here. Casey Superman, Michael Wheeler. Again, thank you to... Uh, Cal, uh, Jeez almighty. <laughs> Brown Piercy Cattle Company, also Clean AF. Check them out in the description of this podcast. For Michael Wheeler, Jillian Gregg, I'm Ronnie Phillips, and that is episode 32 of the Papa Ron Podcast. You've been listening to the Papa Ron Podcast. If you enjoy this podcast, hit subscribe now on the podcast platform. Follow the Papa Ron Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. And while you're there, like, comment, and share. Until next time, thanks for listening to the Papa Ron Podcast. Papa Ron Podcast. Papa Ron Podcast.